live from the Checkpoint XP studios. He's about to pull off oh. the Alamo. He's unbelievable. Nico is on fire. Oh my goodness, how does he do this? On radio's number one show for esports and competition, Checkpoint XP Radio, a Beasley esports product. Welcome to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and the only person in the room to spend their Saturday afternoon cheering on contestants in the Bach Bowl, me, James Camp. What's the What's the Bach Bowl? We talked about it. That's the tournament that my son over here is entering into, who's going to win it for Realm Royale. Oh, that's yes, the right. Realm Royale console my, my, controller yeah, only tournament I remember. that you discredited yep. last week. Yep, my little esports tournament. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> A game that came out over 20 years ago and its first sequel have been dominating internet headlines and social media posts for the last week. We'll let you know which games and why in a bit, because first we're going to start things off talking about how Microsoft has responded to the backlash about the lack of gameplay footage during their Xbox 2020 conference. Just what do they have to say for themselves? A couple weeks ago, Xbox held their first big conference for the next-gen console, the Xbox Series X. The conference was basically a series of game trailers for new games that will be available either by the time the system launches or just in time for the holiday season. Now, their big marketing push about this conference was how there was supposed to be all sorts of gameplay footage. But after the conference, most of the people that viewed it didn't feel that it lived up to all the gameplay hype. Robbie... How has Microsoft defended themselves? Yeah, so this this is kind of big, actually. Uh, in in my experience, I don't know that any you know big developer, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, after having a poorly received uh, announcement or conference, have ever actually came out and acknowledged. Like they don't usually address the criticism. Exactly. Yeah. It just it is what it is, yeah. and you know they move on to the next thing. The but, more you uh, talk about it, the more other people also yeah, talk about exactly. it. Yeah. Exactly. And so they actually uh, had came out and they said, you know, had we not said anything and just shown May Inside Xbox show like we did last month, I suspect reactions might have been different. Clearly, we set some wrong expectations, and that's on us. We appreciate all the feedback and can assure you that we will take it all in and learn as a team. And first of all, they're absolutely right. If, if they wouldn't have labeled this whole big thing as gameplay, 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 and just shown what they had, I think people would have been really hype off of it. But what... What I felt like happened was it felt like what they were showing as far as, you know, the gameplay trailers, footage, whatever the hell they were, and then what they were saying in and out of each of those videos wasn't lining up, right? Because, again, there was a few times they're like, check out this gameplay, and then there wouldn't be any. It's like they had shot everything and thought that what they were getting was gameplay, but when they put it all together, nobody watched it afterwards to, to actually see what had happened or, or, or what was coming out of it. Nobody mostly cutscenes and cinematic little moments in the game, not actual gameplay footage. Like exactly. I think I think it's it's corporate world 101 in the sense that you have to know setting an expectation is a horrible thing to go into in business unless you know that you're going to meet it. So like if they the fact that they did not know how much gameplay was about to be in this presentation after hyping it is the red flag number one where I don't understand how from the start somebody wasn't like, hey, we promised a bunch of gameplay. Uh, James, you're in charge of making sure there's gameplay okay. in anything we're doing here. Well, I got lots of gameplay footage. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me just Here's the DVD. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think at this point now we get to hold them to a higher standard, especially after coming out and admitting, okay, guys. We were wrong. We screwed up. They also said, you rightfully expected to see more today. We have a long marketing campaign ahead of us. You will see in-depth gameplay 
and get a lot more info about the game. And now, to me, what they've done is they've set themselves up in a position where I think that anyone who was sort of giving them crap about this, me included, right, I appreciate this. The fact that you're being transparent and you came out and said, you guys are right, what we showed you was not up to par, it's not what we said we should do as an industry, we need to be better. And they've also now said to us, we're going to be better. So the next one, if it's not up to par, if they don't set the, rec the right expectations and give us the right content that they promise, for me, this could be a huge make or break on a console in this generation that I'm already pretty iffy on. Yes, they're already, I mean, if we if you had to take a straw poll today of who's in, in the lead, Sony is 100% in the driver's seat of this next generation of consoles that's going to be happening. And Microsoft are making themselves look bad yes. without any help from it's, Sony. It's, it's a literal unforced error. Well, I personally hope that they do show a, a lot more gameplay footage in the next trailer or the next stream, whatever they're going to do, just so we don't have to hear it from Robbie when they don't. <laughs> Robbie's going to win. You'll hear yes. it. I'm holding him accountable. All right. We're going to talk more about another big stream that took place recently with Jeff Keighley about the Summer Games Fest in a moment. Because now it's time for our close shave of the week. Time is up. Oh, my God. Checkpoint XP's close shave. Watch it at CheckpointXP.com. The Road to Rio is still happening for ESL Counter-Strike competition. And the match between Godsend and the Copenhagen Flames came down to the last round. Copenhagen tries to force an overtime. But listen to Godsend pull out the chaos and steal the round and game away as one of the Godsend players distract on a ladder while his teammate defuses a ticking bomb. While coming, but Zen is trying to get back up through the vent. His teammates stick out, finding a headshot. But Godsend, they need to get Zen involved and he can't get up the ladder. He needs Sticko to do everything. He's just being held in here. He's Sticko. He manages another kill. It's all on Hooksy. And now Zen just keeping the attention away. The defuse coming through. Zen flanks up behind. Hooksy with a headshot. Defuse comes through. What a way to end the game. 16-14 and Godsend. What a weird round that was. Congrats to Godsend on that close shave of the week and their victory over the Copenhagen Flames. Remember, if you ever miss a close shave of the week, you can find them posted over at CheckpointXP.com. Never miss anything again. No way. Stay on top of your game by heading to CheckpointXP.com to get in the game. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. And we were just talking about the Xbox 2020 conference, you know, the first big conference for the Xbox Series X console. But there was another big stream that took place and that was the first stream for the Summer Games Festival. What did the Ryan Seacrest of gaming, Jeff Keighley, have for us, Robbie? That's right. So the Summer Games Festival is what we're getting this year in place of E3. And honestly, now that the Tokyo Game Show has been canceled and Gamescom over in Europe has been going to online, what we normally would have got in the Summer Games industry announcement sort of lineup is really would have been minimal, if anything. But Jeff Keighley stepped up. You know, he's the guy behind the video game awards. He's the one that's been able to push that sort of to the level of prestige that it is now that it's basically like you know the golden globes or or the oscars of video gaming and so he's basically stepped up he used all of his connection and he has pulled together a huge lineup of developers and game makers to make the same announcements that would have been made at e3 at the tokyo game show and now they're going to give us basically three months worth of these online events and conferences in place of e3 and the first of those went down over the weekend. It was uh, Epic, uh, Epic Games, you know, the creators of Fortnite, and those who uh, are the creators of the Unreal Engine. That is the suite of tools that the vast majority of developers out there use to make their games. If yeah, you've so enjoyed a game, 9 out of 10 chances, 
it's been made in Unreal Engine. Now, the, the reason to do this is to really streamline for the companies that are making stuff, right? Like, if you had everybody had unique ways of, like, the tools to be able to make games and stuff like that, you would never be able to get it, like, hey, this has to run on a PlayStation, has to run on an Xbox, has to run on a computer. Like, you have to have a, a general tool that everybody can kind of so use. So this is something a lot of the game developers will be using is the Unreal yes, Engine. Yes, yes. And so they were showing off Unreal Engine 5, the next iteration that the next generation of games are going to be made on. And essentially, what it, it was a little bit on this sort of techie side, right? This, oh, this... Uh, oh, super techie. <laughs> yeah. How many times do they talk about how little, how many little teeny tiny triangles do you see on your screen? The triangles. Who was cares? A... Yeah. <laughs> okay. I want to see the games, man. Okay, you know what? Look, that's, that's fair. And that was actually to be my gonna be my next question is obviously you know going into this if, if you are a little bit of a layman you know what you're seeing isn't necessarily a like it's a tech demo right this isn't an actual game that's gonna be coming out this is something that epic was able to make to show off the capabilities of the unreal engine 5 it's not necessarily that this is what all games are going to be but this is what games could potentially be so you know as someone who's like you said, you just want to see the game. Show me what I'm going to be buying. You know, was there anything that you took away from this video at all? For me, uh, I, I felt like I was just watch, literally watching a video game developer's wiener measuring contest. Like they were saying, <laughs> oh, like, it's a wrong. little. Here's a little. Big we are. Come on, who's got one bigger? I mean, but, you're not wrong. But here's the thing: is like you're really looking at. Um, there, there's two kind of battles going on for this next generation. There's the nerd angle, and then the general, like, the conversation we had last week talking about, listen, just give me the, give me the damn games. I don't Here, care what he, it is. Here's yeah. the issue, though. And, and, and as much as I appreciated this look into Unreal Engine 5, I do have to agree with you, James. It's consumers. It's the gamers that help these companies win whatever these console wars end up being, right? And I don't know that the first stream out of the Summer Games Festival should have been one that was more leveled towards the tech side and the developer side, especially after you just had Microsoft come out and sort of bumble their way through their Xbox 2020. I think that that, that Jeff Keighley should have opened up this, this, this Summer Games Fest with something tangible, you know, something that gamers could look at and go... I can't wait to have that in my hand because this like video the hot new game. What's exactly. the hot new game that's going to be out? Because this yeah. video down the pipeline. This video was definitely a snack for the guys making the games. Right. Oh, yeah. This would be us looking. And go. Oh, great! I can't wait for the developers to get that into their hands to make something to put into my. You know, hands. It was like almost like gaming geek porn was what they were broadcasting on the screen. It, it, absolute, yeah. it absolutely yep. was, and I think it's like. It, they did it spit with a specific intention, right? Like, I'm glad they didn't put that in a, like, they didn't sell it as, hey, here's, we're going to tell you all about what the new PS5 yes, that, is about That is to the be. one thing they did do well is, unlike Microsoft, we knew what they were going to show us coming out the gate. They, they didn't try to, like, veil that behind anything. They set up the expectations. But my question to you now, James, is obviously if you didn't enjoy watching this, yeah. you know, you might not want to continue to tune into the Summer Games Festival. So whatever the next thing is that they show, what would they have to show you to get you to come back and watch the next one. I, I, you gotta show me some games. You gotta show me the hot new game that's coming out. What game am I gonna care about that's coming out on this next gen uh, this next gen platform? What is it that's gonna get James salivating? Yeah, exactly. Like I wanna I wanna know what to be excited about. Give me something to be excited about. Show me that big juicy new uh, T bone steak that I wanna dig into. The last point here I wanna make: Who won out? Who had a better recent conference? Is it the Sony tech demo one, which may well, not have gone for the moon? Technically, this wasn't Sony either. It was uh, it was Epic and Unreal on PC. But to your question, I have to go with with Epic and the Unreal Engine yeah. because they. 
they at least showed us what they said they were going to show really? us. All right, coming up in a bit, a major sports league is partnering up with Fortnite for a good cause. We'll let you know which professional athletes will be doing battle for charity in a bit. Because ahead next, why in the world is the internet talking about the first two Tony Hawk Pro Skater games all of a sudden? We'll let you know next on Checkpoint XP. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios, esports and video games live here. Oh my gosh. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. I'm James Campbell. Along with me is Robbie Landis, as well as the only member of Checkpoint XP to haunt anyone's dreams. Weird beard. I feel like that's I've ascended to the next plane. I'm yeah. able to just you know astrally project. Into she she's not brains. happy about that. By the way, like I told him, like they're making fun of you that that weird beard's always in your dream. She's like he was in one and he killed us. So I mean to tell people who don't know, I just show up in your girlfriend's dreams. It sometimes. was one time and you got us killed. You were the dude in the horror movie that you're like, don't go through the door, and he goes through the door and dies. Listen, a uh, a, a weird beard horror movie sounds like a, a fun Saturday night. I'm in. You got my $12, that's for sure. A game that came out over 20 years ago, and its first sequel has been dominating internet headlines and social media posts for the past week. Why in the world is everyone talking about the first two Tony Hawk Pro Skaters, Robbie. Yeah, that's right. So uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, the remakes have been announced. They are coming out again with Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, and everyone has been losing their minds over this. Now, uh, uh, I'm, growing up, did you guys play Tony Hawk games? Yes. Did you? See, I oh, didn't yes. because what? I was a BMX did? guy. So I was like, I'm a that, biker, Listen, dude. That, so, that very much so was like a wait, Bloods is, and Crips situation. Really? Yeah. Yes. Because I, I I wasn't either, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't care about skateboarding at all, but I still played it because it was Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I, I can tell and you. there wasn't any good BMX games. Yes, there was. I can oh tell gosh, you exactly too. what, like, 12-year-old Rick would have said to you as a BMX. Yeah, we wouldn't have got along. I would have said you were, you're a poser. Like, that's how it was. It was on-site. You're either BMX or skateboarding. Exactly. But there was Matt Hoffman's BMX, and the same with Dave Mears' BMX. That was very okay, similar. Okay, sure. So the question is now, though, I mean, the, so the fact that you didn't play them, are you not excited for I'm, them? No, then? honestly, I'm not super excited, but I do understand where the excitement's coming from. Uh, it's that nostalgia kick, man. Everybody wants to go back. Yes. Relive those high school, junior high, See, high you know, days. That was going to be my be my next question for you because it's not like there haven't been skate games right uh, uh skate 3 came out i think it was in like 2010 or 2011 and skate 4 i think is supposed to be out sometime next year but no one's really got super hyped or excited about any other like skateboarding games so what do you think it is about tony hawk that suddenly has people like blowing their lids well here's the first thing i would ask you if somebody's never played a tony hawk game Kind of give me a 10-second description of what it is that you're doing. Okay, you know who Tony Hawk is. He's a skateboarder, right? Yes. One of the best of the best. And it's basically a game about skateboarding. Like, like you skateboard in parks and do tricks, and it's very easy to do. It's basically just button combinations, and you get high scores. Now, the next thing I have to bring up, though, even though it's kind of a sordid past, is it cannot go without discussion how terrible the last Tony Hawk Pro Skater game was. It yeah. was an unabashed disaster of like literally probably one of the worst received games in the previous 20 years well, wow. I, I, I think that what the series ran into is uh, what some games unfortunately do fall into you know they find early success with a formula and they think not not unjustly 
that with each iteration that you have to find some way to change the game or add something to it because people want it to evolve in some way. And I think that they just took it too far in one direction and too far away from what people loved about it. In this last one that they put out, they had a peripheral, like an extra, like you know how Guitar Hero has the controllers? Yeah. They did that with a skateboard. Like a skateboard controller? Yeah, and it was that like... you would actually use on your Yeah, feet? It, it was, was bad. It was really, it was really bad. Really bad. And <laughs> like it was, they, it also ran into like production issues because it went from a company to another company to a different company and like they um like only a couple months in they turned off so that like you couldn't connect to the internet anymore really yeah because they took away the servers and it was like like it was just one of those games to where like hey think of something that could go wrong it went wrong wrong. (laughs) like so i i don't know why all of a sudden after that was so recent only a few years ago now these remakes People don't want to talk about that. They just want to talk about how excited they are for essentially a game that they've already played. Well, I to think. be fair, the whole idea of remasters have been hitting hard for yes. like the past decade anyway. Oh, so well, James, movies, TVs, everything right now currently right, is being yeah. remade from the past. Yeah, like, but, but I feel you're like right. no more original ideas. It's all about nostalgia because it's it's comforting, right? We know that we enjoyed that. We know what to expect from it. And I think that that's why, first of all, people are so gung-ho about, you know, 1 and 2. And and, and the reason why recent skate games haven't hit very hard. You know, that was definitely a generational thing. Like you said, you were either into skateboard, you were into BMXing, right? But sort of the 90s era of, like, extreme sports, that's where I think that came from. And people aren't excited for Skate 4 because it's not Tony Hawk 1 and 2. And the, the other thing, too, that I think was a huge win for them... Uh, they're bringing back almost the entirety of the original soundtracks, which I think was a very defining characteristic of what people liked about the originals. It yeah, was, those soundtracks opened up the doors to a lot of my friends' musical tastes growing up. So it's like very punk rocky, very yeah. skate rock kind of stuff, like uh, jam rock. I don't know. Like it, it's cool. I'm glad that they went that direction as opposed to getting new soundtracks to be able to go in. Like if you're remaking it, just. You got to remake everything from the music to the look to all that kind of stuff. So do you think with them remastering the game, is that also cheaper for the the gaming developers to use because they have all this old code to kind of go back and just tweak it? Uh, well, I'm not necessarily sure if they're going to take the old code because, again, you're talking about, you know, PlayStation, what, PlayStation 1, 2 era. One. Yeah, PlayStation 1 era. So that was four generations ago, right? I don't think that they can just reuse the old stuff. It doesn't. Technology doesn't work. It's that like way. using one of those old monitors that has the big ass cords that you know oh. what I mean, like plug into it and everything. But but to your point, I think one of the reasons that remasters and HD remakes and stuff like that are so popular is that because you aren't starting from the ground up having to conceptualize and design everything, a lot of that work has in a way been done for you so it is still cheaper than making an entirely new game we're gonna talk a little bit more about remastering video games coming up in just a bit because now it's time for this week's nailed it and failed it and we're gonna start with someone who nailed it from the high highs an absolute monster to the low lows who nailed it and who failed it on checkpoint xp radio With the entire world thrown into a loop due to the COVID-19 pandemic and most esports shifting to entirely online formats, there are going to be some technical hiccups along the way. During the Overwatch League broadcast this weekend, when the Florida Mayhem played the Washington Justice, Jake's co-caster, Tempo ZP, lost connection and Jake was left all alone. Now he solo-casted the remainder of the match, providing play-by-play, analysis, and color commentary 
Just listen to this clip of a true professional at work. It's going to be quite difficult. There's no support all, which is what you need uh, to really stifle an echo copy. And already the spam is so heavy from Gargoyle. This could be a nice high noon, but everybody's hiding from Stitch. He's got no targets. And he's being poked somehow. This is perfect movement from the Florida Mayhem. Flashbang missed as well. Gargoyle is caught alone, though, by the high noon isolation. So it works out for the Justice overall. Yaki, though, doesn't want to give up. He's drawing. Huge shatter in the back line. Yaki charging in. Gets a pickup on his own. Solo carrying this fight. Somehow keeping it interesting. Another shatter! The classic echo. He's popping off. I don't know if it's enough. A third one! Yaki God. He's going crazy in the back line. My mic's certainly peaking, but I can't control my excitement as Mayhem is clinging for dear life to this fight. There's no way they can win it. But BQB! Somehow, Tuba gets over aggressive and it's BQB striking back with the help of Gangnam Jin. Great job, Jake. Way to hold it down. And don't forget, you can catch Jake along with our very own Robbie Landis every Friday with the Owl's Nest. Robbie and Jake break down all the latest action in the Overwatch League. You can check it out on our website over at CheckpointXP.com. Don't forget to stick around and find out who failed it this week with the failed it portion coming up in the next hour. Checkpoint XP, your home for competition. Online at CheckpointXP.com. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We were just talking about the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 remakes uh, that are coming out that's getting a lot of hype on the internet. And we're kind of wondering, what games would we like to see remastered? Oh, I don't, man. <laughs> for me, a lot of sort of like the games that define my childhood and, and, and that, that I would love to sort of see remade today... It's already happened with, right? Uh, Final Fantasy Fantasy VII, obviously sort of being the big one. Uh, So for me, it's more a matter of what games would I like to play again, but it's a little bit more difficult for me to right now, you know, because they're on previous consoles that, you know, I either don't have anymore or, you know, can't find anymore. Um, I know it hasn't been as long. It's only been, you know, maybe about five, ten years. Uh, but I'd love to see the Mass Effect games at least re-released. You don't even have to put in the work to, like, redo them or remaster them. Just re-release them for the next generation of consoles so I can play those again. So that way they can still be playable on those consoles. But you don't really, yes. you're not too worried about any yeah, kind of see, a Yeah, see, I have to go back and worry about, like, setting up my Xbox, which I think uses different plugs for the TV yeah, that I have garbage. now. And, like, my Xbox controllers don't work anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'd have to go and buy all new used stuff. It's 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 a pain. I got you. Weird Beard, what would you like to see remastered? Um, I cannot get over the fact i don't know if you uh, remember the it was only a game demo pt it was like a horror game oh man first of all that that that's that's a whole different <laughs> Robbie remembers. yes opening. it was amazing but it, it essentially like long story short it got nerfed and it never came out yada 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 there there was a lot of fallout between the developer and like the actual guy and and then the developing company they've they have sent split ways on bad terms, right? And the company still has the rights for it. You ain't never seeing that game. Now, never I will never light. see that game, but this is about games that need a remake. I want the original Silent Hill redone, just like P.T., super scary. And, like, the old Silent Hill games, are kind of, they are scary, right? But, like, by modern standards, they're not Here, Here's what you're, li- here's, here's what you're likely to get, because the company that does that is Konami, and they haven't made a good game in a while. Long time. Because five or six years ago, they decided to go uh, uh, all heavy into making pachinko machines instead. Oh, pachinko! Using the internet, the intellectual properties that like they have as a gaming game developer. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. exactly. So chances are you're going to get a Silent Hill pachinko machine before you get a new Silent Hill game. Okay, I'll take it. Whatever. He's, he's an easy man to please. Yeah, you hear that? Pachinko, yeah, take Pachinko. What about you? seen all those Nicolas Cage crazy commercials for him. <laughs> what uh, about you, James? Me, I would like to see, I don't know if you guys ever played it, but Maximum Carnage. 
It's I a Spider-Man game. It's like one a side-scrolling. One of the first true good Spider-Man games. Yeah, two-dimensional beat-em-ups. I would love to see that get remade, and especially with the fact that they're teasing that there's going to be a Carnage movie in the works down the pipeline. Oh, yeah, no, Carnage, Carnage is in Venom, too. Yeah. Hands so down, he is. Were you a great. fan of the newest Spider-Man uh, that was released on the PlayStation 4? I played it a little bit. I thought it was good. I didn't put a lot of time into it, but I thought it was very well done, and it's definitely a game I could have seen myself play a lot more. So if they did Maximum Carnage like that, I'd be all in. Take my $60. All right, coming up, if you're a gamer on a budget and in need of a game that costs little to nothing, but it's totally worth the hard drive space, stick around. Head next, another professional sports league is using esports as a way to reach their audience. We'll let you know which professional athletes will be duking it out in one of the most popular Battle Royal games ever. And that's all for charity. Next, on Checkpoint XP. Stop blowing my mind! We're rolling with continuous esports on the only show for esports and video games. This is going to be absolute Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. You're listening to me, James Campbell, as well as Weird Beard, and the most passionate man I've ever seen when it comes to the level of talent that Vin Diesel has for his role as Groot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Mr. Robbie Landis. You gotta give credit where credit is due, man. That's all I'm saying. You go to bat for that man. He, he says three words. Three words, and Robbie will get on a defendant stand like yes, Phoenix Wright. Because and be it's like, not Objection. just about, look, you, you know what? It's not just about the three words. It's about what goes into those three words. Because he right? says it in different languages? Well, not even just that. Every time he says, look, you know what, James? I'm not having this, I'm not having this discussion. On, Robbie. No, no, no. Bigger One question. Je suis Groot. Me llamo Groot. Are you as impressed? Another professional sports league is using esports as a way to reach their audience. The professional athletes of the NHL will be duking it out in one of the most popular battle royal games ever. That's Fortnite. And they're doing it all for charity. Weird beard. What's going on with the NHL? So this has actually been set up by the NHL Players Association. They've got 60 players that have actually played on Monday. And what they did is they all came together to uh, try to raise money. $20,000 would be donated to the charity of choice for the for the winner. Um, and, and the statement that they made was essentially, listen, we have a bunch of younger players. They already love video games. They're already interested. We're going to put it together and do something for good instead. Uh, they have a couple of pretty big names. Uh, not the, the league, you know, like... Pavel Datsuk level of of hockey players or anything okay. like that. But, I mean, they have a lot of cool guys that are essentially coming together to raise 20 grand for charity. This I, this type of stuff is, is very, very important. Obviously, yes, for the fact that they're raising money for charity, like, you're not going to get any argument out of anyone that that's a great cause. A great cause. But right now, with no sports going on whatsoever, you know, I've said it a million times on this show, this is the time where the traditional sports scene, whether it's the athletes themselves, you know, the players themselves, or whether it's from an organizational standpoint, you need to start embracing stuff like this. And Fortnite is the best cornerstone. Everyone knows what Fortnite is, and everyone, in one way or another, has a connection to it. And to make it even bigger, uh, I said it was twenty grand. I was wrong. It's actually two hundred thousand oh, dollars is wow. going. So it's you it's know what I mean. It's a huge prize pool. It's a huge prize pool for is just that being divvied up amongst the the players, or is it a two hundred thousand? prize pool for the winning team. All I know is that they said they're giving away 20 grand to charitable interests. How they split it up, no idea, but it's still 200,000. Right, well, and and the the reason that this is smart, not even just to do it one time, right? I'd I'd like to see the the NHL or or other traditional sports organizations continue to do stuff like this, because with a dwindling younger player base, this is the way that you bring them in. When you do stuff like this, if I was an NHL fan, whether I was older 
or whether I was a younger Fortnite fan, I feel like I would want to watch this, you know, with my dad or with my kids. And that's how you get them interested in these personalities. And then hopefully the next step is that they want to watch these personalities play, you know, when the NHL actually starts back up as well. And that's how you start to bring in, hopefully, the younger generation that you're missing out on. Is it a missed opportunity that they're playing Fortnite instead of an NHL game? No, no. Because if it's an NHL game, you're limiting who you're bringing in. Yeah, everybody likes Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah, Everyone likes Fortnite. Exactly. And and what, what esports has taught me, at least, is that it's not just about the game, right? We are interested in the competition and the human stories behind that. You have to get us to care about the players in order to care about the game if we don't care about it yet. And I agree. I think it's a great opportunity for the NHL to get some new fans in because if you if you're going down the road with like a new NHL game, yeah, you're restricting yourself just to people who are already playing the NHL game, the people that already care about the NHL. Well, uh, while with Fortnite, you have people who I might maybe I don't follow hockey whatsoever, but hey, this guy plays Fortnite. I think he's kind of cool. Well, let's see what he does for his professional sports job. So I, I agree with Robbie. I think it's a great way to define uh, some new audience members. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We know there's a lot of you out there that are gaming on a budget. So Checkpoint XP has you covered with the free game of the week. After just launching a new season of play, this is the perfect time to jump in and join. Rick, tell me what game we have for free this week. So this week we have a battle royale that was at one time supposed to be the Fortnite killer. This is Apex Legends Season 5. Well, I guess this party is going to last a bit longer than I had hoped. The quest for the broken ghost has begun. In touch with the I'm on the I'm after you. I need your help adding a rare and valuable treasure to my collection. Just be careful. And don't die. Here we go again. You should smile more. I'm hungry like the so Apex Legends is a battle royale. It's very similar to uh, Fortnite that we were just talking about. Fortnite, Realm Royale, PUBG. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, is Apex Legends, I would say, is a little bit on the more mature side, just in the way that it's presented, right? Like, it's not as cartoony. Like, the guns look like guns and shoot bullets that, you know, like, kill It's kind people. of in between Fortnite and PlayerUnknown's Battleground, because it's still not quite realistic. It's, it's very, it's fa- it has some fantasy kind of yeah. elements to I it. I almost related to, like, Titanfall. If anybody's yes. played that game, I feel like there's a lot of elements similar to Titanfall that's in Apex Legends. Yeah. Yeah, and so they actually just launched Season 5, uh, you know, like Battle Royales now do the season passes to where it's like this long with this many achievements, yada, yada, yada. You can purchase the Battle Pass, but the, the base game itself, $0. You're able to get in for absolutely free, and when you do that, you can play this new character called Loba, who is the uh, the brand new character that they just launched with Season 5. Oh, yeah? Uh, she's cool. Like What's uh, what's so cool about Loba? Uh, she So if you play Battle Royales, you know, you have to go around and, and pick up your guns. That's part of the game. Yeah, you it's find like, loot, you open up chests, there's usually loot or if you kill an enemy they drop all their loot yeah and so she has the ability to be able to bring all the loot to her so it's like a loot magnet and it's just it's it's an interesting game mechanic they've changed up the map uh you may have played it before when it first launched uh now would be a cool time to get back into it what's really great too that that i've always appreciated about apex legend that none of the other battle royales have really hit for me is is this is great for being able to just sit down jump into a few matches or, or just however much time you have to put into it you're able to do that. You know, PUBG has like 40, 45 minute matches. There's a lot of downtime and it's really slower paced, you know. 
Fortnite, I feel like I get in and I'm instantly dead, or I'm there to the end without really doing anything, and I'm not into the whole building mechanic. But Apex is such a great middle ground for the casual and the dedicated uh, Battle Royale fan. If you want to just jump in, it's like 10, 15, 20-minute matches at tops, and I never feel like even if I lose that I've wasted any of my time with it. The like, other thing, the other thing too, is it's it's a three-man team, right? So like, ask, can you play solo as like a solo game, or they, do you have to they, be on a squad? They have solo ones, but it's not like the compet. If you're doing the competitive, like competing, uh, like in ranked stuff, it's always a, a trio, three of you, and okay. not. Um, which makes it, I think, an interesting game because yeah, sometimes you have bad matches because you get matched up with bad people. Yeah, so they'll kill you with they'll, they'll kill you with randos. Yes, okay. but at the same time, like as I play alone by myself, and it's still a tolerable game to be able to play. This is the game you do a lot of trash talking in. If I'm I not do mistaken, do right? a, quite a bit of trash talking in this game. I'm not good at it, but I do the, do the trash talking. I would say like for a free game for what you're looking at. It's about how much time you want to be able to put in. It's a battle royale, so there's no like true end to it. But if you really like the game, they have a lot of uh, the ba- the character backstories and kind of the story of the world and everything uh, that they put out through like YouTube videos and they put out through postings on their own social media. So like if you're into it, you can sink a lot of extra time outside of the game into it. If not, if you just want to shoot a bunch of stuff, it's easy. Drop in. Play for 20 minutes. All right, well, there's your free game of the week. Be sure to pick up Apex Legends for free from the Origin Store or on your console of choice. Coming up, are you an achievement hunter? What's a gaming achievement? And which one of us is achievement crazed? We'll talk about that in a little bit because ahead next, Valorant, still one of the most popular games being streamed on Twitch right now, and it's still only in beta, has made some changes. Weirdbeard will fill us in when we come back on Checkpoint XP. Hey, this is Callie with a Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. In the Overwatch League, league play has been suspended, with a regional tournament instead being held throughout the month of May. It remains to be seen whether we'll return to business as usual come June. In League of Legends, we may not have the midseason invitational happening this year, but Riot is still making something happen. The midseason streamathon will be taking its place starting on May 29th. It'll feature 48 hours of league content, including exhibition matches in North America and a showdown between Korea and China. Normally, we'd be immersed in ESL 1 Rio right about now. It's a major Counter-Strike tournament that usually runs in May. Due to COVID-19, it's been pushed back to the fall this year. May should have played host to DreamHack Dallas. However, that event has now been moved to August 14th through the 16th, shortly after the rescheduled DreamHack summer. The Fortnite World Cup has officially been axed for this year. Even before COVID-19, we hadn't heard much information on what the plans were for the event in 2020. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website. That's at CheckpointXP.com. Get in the game. The number one esports and video game radio show, Checkpoint XP, where gaming lives. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're hanging with Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and someone who thinks the ghost of Shishima is simply just a samurai version of Assassin's Creed, me, James Campbell. What? The trailer for that looks so good. It looks like Fun. Assassin's Creed meets the samurai no, story. What's the big no, deal? No, it's more the samurai version of Dark Souls. That's what it is. Is that what it is? Yes. It looks like Assassin's Creed no, meets Assassin's the Creed, samurai. Assassin's Creed is too casual. Dark Souls is like super hardcore. That's what they promised with Ghost of Tsushima. Well, are you going to be buying it? Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. All right, Valorant is still one of the most popular games being streamed on Twitch right now, and it's still only in beta, but it, they've made some changes. Weirdbeard, what are the latest patch notes? So wait, hold, wait, 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 hold on. We're talking about patch notes for a game that isn't even released yet? Correct, and uh, for people who don't know what a patch note is, a patch note is uh, 
like when developers make changes to games that they they tell you what they did, why they do it to kind of bring you behind the curtain to understand, oh, you know, what yeah, the heck is going on. Yeah, it's nerd stuff. Why do we care? Here's why. Because it's interesting to the point where it's like listening to... He's over here like pushing his glasses up on his face. Yes. It's very interesting the way that they carry the one and divide by zero. And Let Professor the, the Weird way that give behind. his lecture. All right, give your lecture, I Professor I will Weird say Beard. it's like listening to the NFL refs debate the rules, right? Like to be able to find out why they are doing certain things in a competitive aspect, I think is really interesting. One of the things they're actually bringing up is all about uh, how money is being spent in the game, right? So this is a game where, like, if I have money, I can buy you a weapon, James, if you're on my team, to also go and use it. Okay. Uh, so they're they're changing things like that. They've changed some of the maps um, because they, they say that they're they're not quite complicated enough like there there's some just, of those maps that i've seen from watching people stream the game seem kind of complex a little, but they see that's the problem is that you still have a very unhappy pro scene with this game um, which lo- by the way you don't actually have a pro scene yet <laughs> not yet but a lot of the the big name people who are saying they're getting into it right mm-hmm. they uh they're still complaining and i think it's also interesting not only to know why they're making changes, but to see the other changes that some people are are, are asking for. Um, we actually, I'll play you a clip of Summit 1G. He's one of the biggest Counter-Strike streamers out there. Used to be a pro. He's now going to be... Big yeah, deal. huge deal. And now he's also going to be going into Valorant as a pro. Here's what he had to say about why Valorant still isn't as fun as Counter-Strike. Taking the middle areas don't feel rewarding. They just feel like second pathways to bomb sites. The maps are unbelievably claustrophobic. Both sides feel like they're fighting the map instead of each other. I only enjoy the game while on the bomb sites. Yeah. When you plant the bomb, it's nice. <laughs> like, it's, I think it's just it's interesting to really see this kind of develop in real time because no watcher of football, baseball, hockey, anything like that is able to go, you know what, I, I wonder what they are thinking about how to make hockey a more, you know, like... Uh, a more interesting game like they want to make the the uh, extra point only worth one point well right? I, I think that that's probably one of the most one of the, one of the the starkest differences between esports and sports is every single football game every baseball game hockey game soccer game basketball game it's all played on the exact same court or field exact but not just with from esport to esport but even within an esport every match is played on a different field, and, mm-hmm. and, and and there's no analog to that. But, you know, even just watching Valorant, I do kind of get what he means about the maps in Valorant not being quite as open as what they are in Counter-Strike. Interesting. And I'll give you that. And I'm going to give you that one. Thank you. got you. one. I also, like, they've made some uh, some adjustments because one of the, the like, the nerd, the, this is the part I will say is very nerdy, Uh-oh. is that... Get ready for nerd speak. The developers keep, like, super detailed stats about everything, like, how far away you get a kill with a gun on this map, using this, like, and I, I get it. I get it. It's nerdy. It's just for me to be able to see the scene develop. Like, what is it, and how do they kind of tip the balances to make everything competitive within it is going to be interesting moving forward. Now, putting out these patch notes, is this something that most game developers will do yes. when it's in a beta mode? Every, everyone does it. It's about being transparent so that gamers know you know what's happening. If something gets changed and it's you know something that maybe weakens a character, people take that. And, and a lot of times, they take it really personally like it's an insult that you're like cheating or that you know, you've destroyed my character. So they really have to be very open and communicative about the changes they make and why. Okay, I gotcha. 
While you're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming, Weird Beard was just telling us about some of the patch notes and some of the changes taking place in Valorant. But something else happened to Weird Beard while playing Valorant. Dude, Weird Beard, did you get pwned by somebody close to the Checkpoint XP family in the I game? I got absolutely murked, and it was disrespectful. Oh, <laughs> I no. will use... Hold on. I will use my platform as it is now to what talk happened? to this one individual. I play Valorant not as a professional, but as a man of conviction and courage where I, I start the game every Someone's day. Soapbox. Every day I start just trying to have a good time. That's why I play video games. I met this shrouded figure in the night who destroyed literally my entire day by curb stomping me. Jake... Your partner in crime, Robbie Landis, who Uh is now an accessory. Now you're an accessory (laughs) to destroyed my life. Wait, wait, wait. First of all, if you're playing this game for fun, why are you stepping into... Was this in ranked? Was this in competitive mode? It was in competitive mode. Why are you playing competitive mode if you want to have fun? Because competitive mode can be fun. Now, here's another thing about Valorant that they're trying to work out. The competitive ranking system is a nightmare right now because you have people that are brand new that can play two games and just destroy and still get placed in the lowest ranking. So, flashback to where I was. I was playing this Valorant game. I'm sitting there and I pull up the key, the scoreboard to see how everybody's doing and right there at the top I see a guy named Jake OW. Is that not, and might I call upon the defense here, is that not the Twitter handle of your accomplice Jake from Overwatch? That is the Twitter handle, but you don't hmm. use Twitter handles hmm. in Valorant. Those are different. Okay. Uh, well, I just, I'm just presenting some, right. some, okay. a, some inspiration. Yep. Uh, Jake thing. OW isn't Jake. Wait, what? That, that, that's, that's not Jake. <laughs> Ah, you got you got pulled by somebody not even on the professional gaming yeah. like area. Yeah. I, I don't I don't believe this. No, it's, it's not. That's, the, that's that's not him. The man. <laughs> that's not like him. a case of mistaken identity. Well, I here, think. Here, what uh, uh, what rank are you in Valorant? Uh, the game that I played before I deranked because of this game was actually <laughs> Silver Two. Okay, okay. Uh, Jake is in Gold Three. So mm. you shouldn't be being paired against like him anyway. It is a higher rank. It is. So so th- this this wasn't him. Um, does hold on, hold on. Question: Knowing that this wasn't actually a uh, ex-professional uh, gamer, does does that help or does that maybe make it worse for you? I, I think it makes it worse. I feel like it probably makes. He it was worse. like, I got pwned by this professional gamer. Yeah. Oh man, it's like, like an excuse, yeah. right? I yeah. had done good. It'd yeah. have been fine if I wasn't going up against a trained yeah. professional. No. He got stomped by some nerd named by Jake randos. living in his mom and dad's basement by a poser. You got owned by a poser. Well, what I will say is that you cannot prove that it was not Jake O W. I can. I can. I mean, I'll ask him right now. Let me just pull up Discord here, really quick. Go ahead. Keep trying to defend yourself. So while. While he looks that yes. up, what I will say is I will give you this man's stat line. Okay. He had a 45% headshot rating. Dang. That's amazing. Yeah. He went 33 and 6. That means he killed 33 people and died six times. That's a killer uh, kill death ratio. Oh, absolutely. And then one more time, I will bring you to your attention that his name in the game of Valorant was Jake O.W. All right, so, so really quick. I just, you know, Maybe it was hold just on. Jake Ow. I, <laughs> Jake I Ow. Did, I did ask him. I goes, uh, hey, are you Jake O.W. in Valorant? He goes, haha, that's not me, but I'm glad someone is carrying the torch on in my name. I think that's the proof is right there. It was not From the Jake. man himself. What do you have to say for yourself now, weird beard? I may have been a little wrong. (laughs) (laughs) 
Actually, awesome. Weird Beard got pwned by just a regular old yep, average Jake. Yep. That's because Weird Beard, as I've tried to say before on this show, is a terrible gamer. All right, you're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. We love hanging out on some of these awesome stations that host us each and every week. We want to say we love you to the fan, Sports Radio 910 in Richmond, Virginia, ESPN Pittsburgh 970, WBGGAM in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and 97.1, the fan in Cincinnati, Ohio. Thanks so much for being a part of the Checkpoint XP family. Coming up, did schoolwork cause a 14-year-old Fortnite pro to get banned? We'll let you know about that in a bit, because next, it's time to play a game. Weird Beard, what kind of game do you have in store for us? You better get your impression pants on. You're going to need them for our game coming What's up next. impression pants? It's that thing that helps you do impressions. It's coming up next when we come back on Checkpoint XP. Live from the Checkpoint XP studios. He's about to pull off oh. the Alamo. He's unbelievable. Nico is on fire. Oh, my goodness. How does he do this? On radio's number one show for esports and competition, Checkpoint XP Radio, a Beasley esports product. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You've got James Campbell. And joining me, our weird beard, as well as the only person on the Checkpoint XP team that has weekly muffin-related issues, Mr. Robbie Landis. Okay, you guys aren't gonna aren't gonna believe this. So, so we ordered from Instacart the other day, right? And I had a bougie. Yeah. <laughs> so I put on there two <laughs> two boxes of the Funfetti muffins, and when they get brought to us, they're the value pack size. So we now have like four times the amount of muffins that that we have. And Katie, when she sees them, goes, "This is the best day of my life." And the other day, I took a pack of muffins into it. And it was an empty one because it's going to, like, fake her out. She's always like, oh, gimme, gimme, gimme. And when I take it in, she goes, I don't really like those as much as the Funfetti ones. Do you struggle to get her to eat vegetables at dinner time too? What What are vegetables to Katie? <laughs> <laughs> the thing's not getting put in the muffins. All right, it's time to put on our impression pants, as Weird Beard called them earlier. What? It's time, those aren't a thing. It's time to play a game. We have Checkpoint XP producer Callie sitting in with us for this one. Weird Beard, can you explain what exactly we're playing? So we're going to be trying to get you to guess what video game a quote is from, but it would never be a Checkpoint XP game without making it a little bit more complicated than that. So in order to do it, you have to act out using an impression of the character who said said quote. For instance, let's just do a test run real quick. If I go... You have died of dysentery. What video game is that? That's Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. There you go. So I The narrator, if you want the character as well. Yes. Now, I Ooh. did put them all together, so I cannot guess. However, James, I think we should start with you. You start with me? With your very first one. Okay. You guys ready for this one? Yes. yes. Do it. <clears throat> Get over here! Scorpion, oh, Scorpion. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, right, absolutely. That's a good one. Point That's a great Robbie. one. That was a good impression, Robbie. too. That was really good, yeah, actually. Yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> I used to cosplay as Scorpion back in the day. Really? No, nah, not really. Not, <laughs> you went <laughs> for Halloween cosplay. one time. Yeah, for Halloween, yeah. possibly, but not like any legitimate cosplay. Callie, you're up next. Waka, 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 waka. Pac-Man? Yep. Wow. I'm impressed. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> Once you said it was Pac-Man, I was like, oh "My God, that is Pac-Man!" Because <laughs> I was like, "What is going on?" All right, yeah, not, not bad. I don't know. I thought Callie was broken. I don't know what I would have done for Pac-Man, honestly. So I'm glad that you got that one instead of me. Right. I'm impressed. Yeah. A by the impression, and B by Robbie guessing. All right, here we go. Here's my one. Ugh, my first one. I'm racking my brains trying to think of a name for that diamond pony I bought. I was gonna call it Piss for Brains in honor of you, but. That just feels immature. Maybe 
Butt Stallion? I think it's Handsome Jack in Borderlands. That is Handsome yeah. Jack wow. in Borderlands. I was thinking yeah. of something from Red Dead Redemption. I it no has the same clue. kind of tone. I can see why yeah. you'd say that, yeah. I, however, would definitely name a horse Butt Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd only want to ride a horse so, named so Butt Stallion. Are, are you going to be doing an impression oh, or do we just go straight over I'll to I'll absolutely be doing All an impression. Right. Okay, great. All right. <clears throat> It's time to kick some ass and chew bubble gum. Duke Nukem. And I'm all out of gum. In uh, in Duke Nukem 3D, to be specific. Correct. Yeah. Wow. We're I doing did. pretty well for this. I hope you keep it tracking your g- own points, because I'm at three right now. <laughs> I have a, a big, fat goose egg nothing. I got so. Duke Nukem 3D, by the way, when I was like nine years old. So way to go, Highly Mom and Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Not an appropriate purchase. James, you're on deck, buddy. What do you all got? All right. Here we go. You guys ready for this next one? I'm ready. <clears throat> I got really, to get into character here. It's dangerous to go alone. Uh, the old Zelda, this. yeah, yeah. The old man in the cave. No. Yeah, you guys are good. Yeah, it's almost like we do this for a living. <laughs> well, I mean, that's like 1989 Zelda. That's as classic as it gets. Okay. <clears throat> Nothing is more badass than treating a woman with respect. Uh, I think that's also Borderlands. It is. Is that uh, Mr. Torg? It is Mr. Torg yes! from Borderlands. <laughs> you guys are good. Like You guys are really good at this. Real good. Robbie is tearing it apart. Yeah. I think he's gotten them all so far. Five. I'm up to five so far. Oh, yeah. my gosh. All right. Here we go. It's easy to forget what a sin is in the middle of a battlefield. Wow. It sounds like a Metal Gear Solid quote. It is. Okay. Wow. I've never played any of them, so I don't <laughs> know who says it, though. That is Summoned Snake. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say, it's like, I'm either going to say Revolver Ocelot or Big Boss. I yeah. like how you can literally just generalize guess a video game series. I'm like, that sounds some like garbage from a Metal Gear game. Yeah. Well, it makes me feel bad because I had no clue whatsoever. <laughs> she knew like, exactly what game it was from. Like, that sounds way over the top. It's probably Kojima. That sounds right. All right. All right, Rick. What do you got for us? <sighs> All right. <clears throat> Stay a while and listen. Oh, um, uh, Deckard King Diablo. Diablo. <laughs> oh, it's Callie's. What? That's Callie. Hold, Hold on. He said the character, but I said the game. I said she started first. I'm sorry, man. You know what? I will give you this pity point, Callie. <laughs> I, I want to be on the board. Thank you. I mean, t- t- to be fair, I feel like we've tied for a few of them, so I'd say you're probably at like three. Now. Okay. So if you're just joining us, we have our impression pants on right now. We're doing. Can you do an impression? Of this video game quote and make everybody else in the room guess what video game it is. is James, we need a better title. title. That that could be the working title, but (laughs) we're going to need a better one. No, we're not calling it Impression Pants. Weird Impression Pants game. James, your Impression Pants are on. Let's go. Uh, I got my Impression Pants on. Here we go. Here's a a quote I'm used to saying all the time because this character would annoy the crap out of me. Do a barrel roll. Oh, Peppy Hair, Star Fox. You got it. You and that go. wasn't the best peppy hair Whatever. impression I've ever Whatever. heard. But do a barrel, do a barrel roll. roll. <laughs> uh, by the way, by the way, rest in peace, Peppy. Uh, rest in peace. Take uh, one moment. The uh, voice actor. Oh yeah. All right, Callie, All right. it's your moment. <clears throat> From one of the worst voice acted games in history. <clears throat> what is a man? A miserable little pile of secrets. Uh, I don't know. That is. Anyone got a guess? I have no clue. That is uh, Dracula from Castlevania, Symphony oh, of the Night. Never played any Castlevanias. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that one's a classic. I'm not big on the Castle, the the, the Metroidvania style games, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, unfortunately, I think that uh, Callie's about to uh, tie me with this next one here because this should be an easy one as well. What are you really scared of? 
Failing to save this cesspool of a city? Not finding the commissioner in time? Oh, Me in a thong. That's the Joker <laughs> uh, in Arkham City, I think? Arkham Asylum. Arkham Close Asylum. enough. Yeah. Still a point. That was a really good Joker impression. That was, impression. A, really that was Joker. a good Joker. Thank you. I yeah. have cosplayed as a Joker. That was Joker a, a former times. Joker cosplayer can, right can, there. Were you, you wearing a thong when you uh, cosplayed uh, as Joker? I was not, no. Get, just give me Batman. Just say Batman for me. Batman? Ooh. Not bad. That We're gonna have good. to all do our Joker laugh at some point. We'll have to <laughs> uh, yeah. find an excuse for that. All right, come on. I, I, we're, I'm tied with Callie now. I need to. I need to pull back ahead here. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Thank you, Mario. But our princess is Toad. Toad. <laughs> no, it's like a race for me to was try. That, to, was, it up. Was, was it a tie? <laughs> I feel like it was a tie. I feel like it was a tie. Yeah, I'm just gonna give it to Callie. There you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like Bias. that. Bias. All right, this is our last round. Our last go through. So do your best impression, pants job. All right, James, it's your turn. War. War Fallout. never changes. Wow. Robbie, wow. you didn't, didn't even get... finish the quote. Yeah. One word. I yeah. can't. I can't. I, it's all on the lines right here. I got to do it. That's how good my impression was. <laughs> That's right. That's one true. word is all yeah. it took. That's one pretty impressive. Word. Callie. All right. <clears throat> is a man not entitled to the sweat of his brow? No, says the man in Washington. It belongs to the poor. No, says the man in the Vatican. It belongs to God. Some sort of Assassin's Creed game. Oh, no. I have no idea. Here's the one that he actually wrote on here. It's not actually a quote that he says out loud. No gods or kings, only man. Ayn Rand loves him. Ayn Rand does love him. Bioshock. A slave obeys, yeah. Oh, I was, I, that's kind of where I was leaning as well, but I don't I, I don't remember any references. That is Andrew Ryan. Yeah. Have, have you the man played? himself. That's what I no. was thinking, Bioshock was too. too scary for me. I look way too scary. I was thinking what? that, but I don't remember. You've got to play re- some Bioshock. It's I don't a great remember game. any like references like outside of uh, uh, Rapture in Bioshock, but man, that's what I was thinking, too. Mm-hmm. I should have just committed and went for it. Dang it. Robbie, your last impression, Pants? Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, Cal's going to get this one as well. I like shorts. They're comfy and easy to wear. <laughs> Pokemon red and blue. Specifically, that <laughs> the, was youngster, the trainer, a uh, youngster trainer on route youngster 12. Colton on route four or five. I thought it was like 12, but yeah, yep. fair enough. All right. So I have not kept track of any of the points throughout I'm this winning. game. I'm Callie at six and I think it. that Callie is at seven. Doesn't so matter like, anymore. Everybody has zero points. This oh, is God. for oh, the oh. whole kit and Ooh, kaboom. Oh, God. Right. Are you ready? Science. Science isn't about why. It's about why not. Um, um, I, I, I made it tough so that you guys would be able to get it. <laughs> yeah, I don't Robotnik? know. Robotnik? No, no, absolutely not. Callie, um, your guess. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, the geeky guy from Metal Gear Solid. No, Psychonaut. James, your guess. Not a clue. <laughs> I, your last one. It has a murderous robot that talks about cake. Portal. Oh, portal. Yeah, it's Glados. Robbie is our winner. I'm the winner. <laughs> Suck it, both of you. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations to Robbie and his impression pants for taking away that win at the very last second. We've got to do away with impression like pants. I don't sticking. like it. Yeah. yeah. I don't like that this is catching on. Well, we'll see if the impression pants catches on and another time because now it's time for our failed it. From the high highs. An absolute monster. To the low lows. Who nailed it and who failed it on Checkpoint XP Radio. I know the Fortnite Pro is being called out for cheating, and this time it's for having aim assist while on mouse and keyboard. Despite the controller jokes, Quid is claiming it was another Epic Games false ban, but the evidence might say otherwise for the former FNCS champion. Quid is 14 years old, and he got on stream to explain what could have possibly happened. Nothing, obviously, no, no VPNs, obviously no cheats, because I'm streaming, can't 
stream and she I think it's lucky that I stream every tournament because I feel like if I didn't stream every tournament there's a chance they could have thought I was cheating but obviously streaming every tournament I can't cheat and obviously I got top five at that LAN event at Australian Open so obviously I can't cheat there but the reason I could have gotten hardware banned on my main PC could have been because I was doing maybe schoolwork and I had something I had like a file open that could have because the way they uh, get onto like the cloud for all the school stuff could have messed with the proxy I don't really know much about it could have messed with the net messed with the internet is what this claim shut up kid is possibly like, I got top five so I couldn't have been cheating well that's who failed it this week don't forget if you ever missed and nailed it and failed it you can find them posted over at checkpointxp.com coming up in a bit one of the most popular massive multiplayer online role playing games of all time is getting the board game treatment yet again We'll have details on that in a bit. Because ahead next, we're checking the gaming headlines. Robbie, what do you have coming up? One of the founding teams of the Chinese Dota Association has been banned forever from competing. Ooh. Well, that and more all next on Checkpoint XP. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh, my God. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. I'm James Campbell, and along with me is Robbie Landis and self-confessed member of an old people Nintendo group on Facebook. Weird, weird. Uh, it's called Nintendo Fans 30 Plus. So, so wait, hold on, hold on. These are the the, the, the Nintendo Boomers. Yes, the and end Boomers. It, the half the reason I like it is that it's uh, other people kind of a little bit older than me posting like their old video game collections. But then it's also funny to see like the Boomers come in and try to be like, I've never played a Mario game. What one should I start with? And then you have everybody oh just like God. rage in the comments. I don't know. It's like. Well, it's like my version of reality trash TV. So you you joined this group to feel better about yourself. Absolutely. Perfect. (laughs) Are you a video game achievement hunter? We're going to talk about gaming achievements we're most proud of in just a little bit. Because now it's time for... The guy is unreal. My goodness. It's another esports gaming update with Robbie Landis on Checkpoint XP Radio. Ubisoft is suing Apple and Google over a free-to-play shooter called Area F2. The game is near is a near-carbon clone of the popular Rainbow Six Siege. Everything from the operator selection screen to the final so- scoring screen is nearly identical. Now, the developer of the game, eJoy.com, is actually located in China. So the reason that Ubisoft's going after Google and Apple is hopefully so they can at least get it pulled out of the stores since copyright laws in China are very difficult to pursue. That's putting it nicely. Like, <laughs> good luck ever seeing any money from suing somebody in a different yeah, country. No, this man. definitely isn't about getting money. This is just about getting the game taken off from the Google and the Apple store so that they at least aren't siphoning people away from, you know, the potential Rainbow Six Siege community. I swear, I don't even understand how most of these kind of, like, knockoff games survive. Like, I don't know, James, if you ever get the ads in, like, your social media feeds of, like, you think it looks exactly like one game and then if you were to download it, it's not even, it's not even close. It's just a ripped off assets or anything like that. I've probably seen the ads, but I couldn't, I couldn't name any of them. It's just there, it's, it's a lot of shovelware. Like, it's a term meaning it's just, like, Garbage. It's the garbage. type of stuff that my grandma's constantly clicking on and then calling yes. me because her tablet doesn't work. You Correct. Mean like the five different versions of like Candy Crush. Yep. Yes. Stop clicking on stuff. The Dota 2 world has been shaken. Dota 2, or Defense of the Ancients 2, is a League of Legends-like game, but not a ripoff like we were just talking about. It's mostly popular over in the Asian markets. 
Last week, the world-class Team Newbie was banned from the league over alleged match-fixing. Newbie is one of the founding members of the Chinese Dota Association and has been removed from the organization and banned indefinitely from the game. No further details are currently available, but five members of the team have also received lifetime bans from the CDA. Now, I don't, I'm not super familiar with Dota 2, I'm going to be totally honest. It's, it's, honestly, it is, down to its foundation, it is League of Legends. It yes. was technically the first MOBA, uh, uh, multiplayer online battle arena game that was out there, and then League of Legends came afterwards. So they're competing in that way, it's just that Dota is more popular overseas, and League of Legends is more popular here. But they both command probably just as much viewership. What I do know, though, is in the Counter-Strike community a couple of years ago, I Buy Power uh, was caught for the same thing, match-fixing, and they were throwing matches, meaning like they would lose on purpose sometimes because they had money placed on the other teams. That's what and- I was going to ask. When they say he was match-fixing, what yep. exactly does yes. that Yes, so we don't know the exact details, but what it means is either they were throwing or they were involved with another team throwing so that one or other could win. And it's like after the I Buy Power scandal happened in Counter-Strike, it changed the entire like how everything operated in the league because esports one of the biggest things that they have to overcome is to make people believe that they're legitimate right like it's not just dudes that can because most general people don't know that i'm gonna hack a computer and you just push buttons and win a game like no they have to beat that back so to to lifetime ban these guys out is exactly what needs to happen so who here remembers anthem yeah, kind oh, of. Okay, well, look, you'd be forgiven if that title rings no bells. The sci-fi Iron Man-esque mech shooter was supposed to be a triple-A hit for EA Games and Bioware, but a troubled development cycle, a rocky launch, and no support tanked the game hard. Womp, womp. Currently, EA is in the process of developing Anthem 2.0, a relaunch of the game that fulfills the promises that, let's be honest, they've already broke. If you were excited about the first one and you're now excited about the second version and what it could look like, don't hold your breath. Bioware has said that the game's overhaul is going to be a longer process. Because it doesn't seem like they're actually overhauling the game. It sounds like they're going all the way back to scratch again. Completely. Exactly. Wow. James, it's- how many chances do you give a video game? You know what I mean? Like, these guys have obviously screwed people kind of once. I would say maybe twice. Unfortunately, because of EA, they don't get any more chances. And the fact that you're taking it all the way back to, like, the bare bones development cycle, just make a new game at that point. Give it a chance. Like you're saying, just scrap it completely. Yes. And start from scratch. If they're and don't going even to do that, something called Anthem. Right. If they're going to do that, you yeah. might as well because when it comes in as Anthem 2.0, there are some people like me who aren't even going to give it a you're chance. Get that first Anthem stigma stuck to exactly. The game. I got gotcha. you. Yep. Even as some parts of the United States begin to reopen, the COVID-19 pandemic is still affecting the world of video games and esports. Back in March, the Pokemon Company announced the cancellation of the annual championship series for both the video game and the card games. It's now released details on the replacements of those tournaments with an online competition known as the Pokemon Players Cup. Uh, James, is Pokemon for kids or not? I feel like it is 100% for kids. Does that mean that adults can't play? No, but adults can play, and as you know, they do play with Pokemon Go, all the issues that game caused uh, when that first came out. But um, I would, to me, I always put Pokemon as like, a kid, like a kid's game classification. I mean, I'm int- I'm interested. I, I, I lean more towards you in thinking that it's kind of like a children's game, but in competition-wise, it might, I mean... It gets pretty deep. Yeah, like, like I think it's interesting. Some of the strategies are actually pretty deep. I, I think for me, what this says most for me is, is I continue to be amazed 
by how much caution the esports and video game community is taking on on putting things back out there. No one's rushing to try and get people, you know, back in like live seats and back in arenas and in settings like that because, you know, for them the safety of their, you know, their community is paramount. And so, I I think once like one tournament showed that you can go online and do it without the live arenas, it's going to be the norm. You're only going to see more it's like cheaper. tournament. Yeah, you're going to see more tournaments just done online. So in terms of a Pokemon competition, are we talking like two players are throwing their Pokemon that yep. they've raised to do battle, or are That's we talking right. the card game? Both. Really? Yeah, they do both the card game and they do 6v6 battles on the game itself. Wow, that's wild. It seems as though Weirdbeard's predictions about Nintendo and Mario are coming true. Nintendo has announced the sixth installment of Paper Mario series, Paper Mario Origami King. Weirdbeard, how excited are you for this? The champ is here, and I am pumped. Even if you're not a large Paper Mario fan, you still are going to see a lot of Mario over the next couple of months. I think this is just the very first time that you're going to see the plumber back in action for a brand new game. Uh, and then you'll see the remasters coming right after. PUBG has finally added a ranked mode that allows you to test your skills against others in a truly competitive setting. But the downside, to help fill the gap that will be left in casual, non-ranked mode, PUBG will be adding in bots. And the player base is not happy with these changes. Adding in competitive at this stage is like buying wheels for your car three years after you bought it. I mean, it. yes, they are obviously late to the table, but, you know, the bigger issue, because I still think that it needs rank, but the bigger issue is the fact that they're putting bots in to the casual mode. Now, what their excuse is, is that the skill gap between casuals and pros is so large that in order to make it so that people don't just get in this and feel like they're loot pinatas, I say, you know, they're just there to be killed by other people, by putting the bots in there, it helps them to maybe slowly bridge that gap by still being able to, you know, get kills and, you know, kind of get down some of the fun. stuff. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big supporter of putting bots in the game. I'm actually not against this. But is it not like a, a, a video game participation trophy? Like, well, still, if you're, you're bad, don't, shouldn't you not get a kill? Well, you don't have to go into a ranked and go up against pros or whatever. Like, if you want to play casually and there's some bots in there, it helps build your confidence as a player. Yes. Like, oh, I finally got a kill. And, I, I've killed somebody. And you're ready to, to you're ready to go on and yeah. take on an and, actual real people, and that's great in a perfect world. But when the other side of that argument is, I'm not getting killed, so I'm not going to play your this game, game. Sucks. You do not want people walking away from your game. Does that happen to me? I walked away from PUBG. You know why? Because I couldn't get a single kill. Uh, well, <laughs> it might be a game for you now. It could be. That's it for the Checkpoint XP gaming news update. For more, head on over to our website, CheckpointXP.com. All right, Robbie. Thank you so much for that update. We teased earlier that one of the most popular massive multiplayer online role-playing games of all time is getting the board game treatment yet again. What is going on with the World of Warcraft? I was super excited for this because I actually played the original World of Warcraft board game back when I was in college. And let me tell you that this game puts risk to shame. Like, it makes risk seem like Monopoly when oh, it comes hold to the on. setup. Were you not making fun of me earlier for talking about patch notes in a video game, and then you're going to get all jazzed about risk oh. as, like, a, no, a, like I, a fun way to spend time? No, I am insulting risk by oh. saying that the complexities of setting this up is dwarfed in comparison to the World of Warcraft board game. So it like, takes just as much time to set that up as it does to play it, and so when I heard that there was another version coming out, I was super excited, but then bummed to find out it is basically called Small World of Warcraft, and it essentially seems like it is a dumbed-down version of a complicated board game. 
like, James, when you pick up a board game, how much investment are you looking at? Like, I'm looking you, for maybe 45 minutes of my time. Okay. I want to be able to get into the game quick and then be able to find a winner within an hour. Okay, you know what? But when you come from a Dungeons & Dragons background... He's, he's so mad right now! Like, it's about immersing yourself in this fantasy world. You're definitely world. more of an advanced board gamer, I for would sure. say. For sure. Definitely more advanced. Like, I get it. First of all, I think easy to set up hands down for anything like that's the way that you want to go I hate having to spend two hours to set up for something like Mousetrap the worst game that was ever invented Grape Escape was the better one you remember you get to make like the little Play-Doh grape guys and like if you got into certain traps it would smush your grape dude you guys never played, <laughs> never played Grape played that Escape? One. What? That one seems much more too com- complex for my small minded uh, board game I, okay so maybe maybe I just need bring me into this world I understand what World of Warcraft is what are you doing in this video or on this board game? Uh, so I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't quite remember a whole lot of it because, again, <laughs> college days, there's a haze of, like, you know, party and drinking and staying up way too haze. late. I just remember for the little bit that I do that it was a lot of fun. And to see that the new game is just, like, a simplified version of that, I don't know, part of me feels a little bit betrayed. So- All right, coming up, defining video games of your childhood. Do you remember what game really made you fall in love with gaming? We'll talk about that in a little bit, because ahead next, Robbie has a great game recommendation that you may have slept on for whatever reason. Whatever it may be, this game allows you to take the reins of Gotham City's Dark Knight and battle against some of his most legendary and not-so-legendary adversaries. We've got the Patient Gamer next on Checkpoint XP. Checkpoint XP with James, Robbie, and Weird Beard. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh my gosh! Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're hanging with me, James Campbell, along with Weird Beard, as well as Checkpoint XP's retired Pokemon breeder, Robbie Landis. Oh, you're finally done making Pokemon breed? Uh, to be fair, I haven't done that in a while now. Yeah. Sounds like a, a recovering alcoholic. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I, I swear, I haven't, yeah. I haven't bred Pokemon in a while. You have a chip to show how long you ha- it's been since your last <laughs> Pokemon breeding session. I hate both of you so much. <laughs> it's because you just don't feel well. During a recent gaming session of CS:GO between Weird Beard and Checkpoint XP producer Callie, Callie got an achievement she wasn't expecting. And that led to a bit of an interesting conversation between the two of them. Wait, wait, hold, hold on. CSGO has achievements? Correct. And it's like they're the basis of base. If you don't know what an achievement is, an achievement is like sometimes developers will put in a game that you get a little metal thing or like a gold star for doing a certain thing in game. Like, Usually it's, it's sort of like chapter marks. Like, you know, once you get like over a big sort of plot arc or something. Or a big boss battle. Right. And then, and a, then sometimes it's extra stuff. Kill. Like yeah. if there's a secret boss, for example, you yes. know, they might give it for you. But... That they have in CSGO just surprised me because, you know, CSGO always, you know, I feel like they look at themselves as the superior esports beings because we're all about hyper-competitive stuff. And the fact that they put little, you know, fluffy achievements in there. Well, there's there's only a handful and they're like, kill 5,000 enemies. Like, they're the they're baseline right. type stuff. Um, but the conversation kind of came about because we were in warm-up and Callie got it and she was like, oh my gosh, I get achievements. This is how I'm going to get all the achievements going forward. Oh, and I was is like, it a warm-up mode? What? Why? And she was like... <laughs> Because it's, it's much easier. Like, I just want the achievements. And it, it brought up this stark difference that I realized that humans have. Like, they say women are from Mars, men are from Venus. Some people like to be cheap and grind out achievements. And then there's other more pure beings like myself who appreciate the struggle wow. that you have to go through 
for certain achievements. And I wanted to bring it to the to the council here and ask who are you and how do you like to gain your achievements? You know, it actually changed for me. Back when I played on Xbox, the, the they called it the gamer score, right? Yeah. All, all achievements based on rarity had, you know, a... You get uh, higher points 10, for... 10, 20, a, 30, 40, 50, more difficult 100. Exactly. Yeah. When there was a solid number that I could see and compare against my friends, I wanted to be on top. So when I was playing a game, I would actually map out, make sure, you know, if there was any missable achievements that I didn't miss them and stuff like that. But now that I've started playing, first of all, on PC, technically achievements are there for some games on Steam, but there's no point value or anything. You just get them it's and just, just get yeah, them. Yeah, you get the list of them. And it didn't matter. And now that I'm playing more on PlayStation, they do technically still have a number system, but it's just like a little star with like a one or a two or a three next to it. And every so often, I think when your star gets big enough, the number goes up. But because it's it's not as easy as just seeing like you know ten thousand versus twenty five thousand, it doesn't mean anything to me. So I still I guess like to get them, but now it's more on a personal game by game basis for me. Okay, James, what kind of an achievement hunter are you? Much like Robbie, I used to love achievements. Like that's all I would play it for was, your jam. was to get achievements. Yes, um, and again. You'd see my best friend would have a gamer score. I got to beat his gamer score. You got to be a better gamer than him. Yeah, we played the same game, so I'd compare the games. But, oh, man, he got that achievement. No, I got to go get that achievement, too. And it was like a head-to-head competition amongst friends. And now that I'm pretty much the only one who's still around playing games, it doesn't have as much value to me. You know what that means? I'm you're, old. you're the best. No, it means you won. Yeah, I won. I, you won. I finally won. <laughs> finally, I finally won at something in video games. Now, the last thing I have to say: if you are, if you're back and you're the achievement hunter, you're going for those achievements and everything like that. Did you farm all the super easy ones in a whole bunch of games, or did you go for the most difficult, like impossible achievements, just if, to say that you did? If them? I was playing a game, I was getting all of them. Every one, all of them, Ugh. unless there were like competitive PvP related ones, because usually on, on console they because you know you're playing with a controller okay james did you go for the impossible achievements i would try to get the easy ones out of the way and then if there was a game that i really enjoyed i would go back and try to get some of the more difficult ones now all i want to see is the comparison between your xbox gamer score and your xbox gamer score and see who the champion between robbie and tell you right now it'll be robbie (laughs) okay like hands down it'll be robbie my gamer score would be embarrassing all right that was settled very quickly (laughs) yeah We'll do the hard work for you right there. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. And we know a lot of our listeners love gaming, but life comes at you fast and you don't always have the time to keep up on the gaming news, let alone all the latest games. So we're bringing you The Patient Gamer. Each week, Robbie and Weirdbeard are going to tell us about a hit game that came out a few years ago or more that you might have missed. Something that's easy to get into, well worth the time, and Robbie... What game are you suggesting this week for the patient game? This week we have an action adventure game with a focus on puzzle solving, Ooh. and that's Batman Arkham Asylum. Ooh. I set a trap and you sprang it gloriously. Now let's get this party started. Harley Quinn here. How do you like my new uniform? You have one chance to surrender, Quinn. Tempting bath, but no dice. Now the inmates are running the asylum. That feels so much better. Yes, I know he's found us, but I won't let him hurt you. I'll kill him first. Bane. 
why my dear delusional dark knight it hasn't even begun <laughs> Arkham Asylum has been taken over by the Joker and the other rogues gallery of Batman. You take control, of course, of the Dark Knight and have to fight your way through dealing with various villains, henchmen, puzzles, and more to save the day. Now, why should you play this one? Like, like out of all the superhero games out there, why is Batman Arkham Asylum considered the best of the best? And it is considered the best kind of superhero game out yeah, there. No, it, look, Batman and then more recently Spider-Man, those are the only two games that have really found the way to really capture the essence of playing as those superheroes, right? For Batman, it's all about the combat and, like, the whole, you know, world's greatest detective type thing. That's where the puzzle solving comes in. all those gadgets. Uh, and, and all the gadgets yes. as well. Like, everything about Batman, Arkham Asylum, and all the games that came after it were able to perfectly capture all of those. And honestly, the Spider-Man game was only able to happen because of the foundation that the Arkham games had set prior to that. Now, I think what makes a good Batman game is the rogues gallery of villains that is in it. Can you tell me, as somebody who's never played Arkham Asylum, what villains will I be encountering as Batman? Uh, <laughs> literally all of them to the detriment of Batman's villains list. Obviously, you have, obviously oh. you have classics like the Joker, Bane, Two-Face, Killer Croc, Scarecrow. And then you also get to go up against the likes of a Calendar Man, Ooh. the Ooh. Penny Pilferer, what? Condiment King. Ooh, that's, I knew James was going to have a, a good King. one. Condiment King. Yes. Yes, yes. All, all of them in one way or another have left their mark on Arkham Asylum. It, it is, on, honest to God, the best superhero game to date. If you haven't played, this is definitely something you should. 12 hours to beat. Those even, are big words. Even, even if the you take... best superhero even if you take date. all the extra like content into into account you're still looking at like a 15 20 hours to beat this and you can play it everywhere from your ps3 to your 360 ps4 xbox one and on pc it is 20 bucks for just asylum and again at this point i think there are four or five games in the series overall so if you really love it there's so much content you can buy there and there are bundles available as well so you can save a little bit of money on all right there's your patient gamer recommendation batman arkham asylum a great game we're checking out and still totally worth the time if you missed it previously what was the most what's next batman. Batman. what's coming next james i'll tell you batman <laughs> what's coming up next is what was the most defining game for you as a kid you know around the time when your parents got killed what was the defining game for you then jesus oh, we asked on social media over at checkpoint xp on twitter and facebook we'll show your answers when checkpoint xp returns <laughs> Hey, this is Callie with a Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. In the Overwatch League, league play has been suspended, with a regional tournament instead being held throughout the month of May. It remains to be seen whether we'll return to business as usual come June. In League of Legends, we may not have the midseason invitational happening this year, but Riot is still making something happen. The midseason streamathon will be taking its place starting on May 29th. It'll feature 48 hours of league content, including exhibition matches in North America and a showdown between Korea and China. Normally, we'd be immersed in ESL 1 Rio right about now. It's a major Counter-Strike tournament that usually runs in May. Due to COVID-19, it's been pushed back to the fall this year. May should have played host to DreamHack Dallas. However, that event has now been moved to August 14th through the 16th, shortly after the rescheduled DreamHack Summer. The Fortnite World Cup has officially been axed for this year. Even before COVID-19, we hadn't heard much information on what the plans were for the event in 2020. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website. That's at CheckpointXP.com. Checkpoint XP with James, Robbie, and Weirdbeard. 
broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh my gosh. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and the one person at Checkpoint XP still patiently waiting for Nintendo Switches to get back in stock. Me. James Campbell. It's going to be, you're going to be 80 by the time you get a Switch. I'm never oh, gonna be, it's I'm not going to take that long. What game are you looking forward to getting for it? I just want to play all those classic ones that are available on the <laughs> NES shop. You're literally the only person who gets excited about Nintendo Online. I want you to know For that. real? Come yeah. on. I can't be the only one. Eh, you and my Nintendo Boomers group. That's about it. Well, maybe I should join the group and become the president. <laughs> What was the most defining game for you as a kid? Well, we asked on social media over at Checkpoint XP on Twitter and Facebook. And what have they got to say, Robbie? First of all, holy crap. We got so much from this question. Like, people could not wait enough to tell us what game I think basically kind of made them, like, like turn them into gamers, right? I think, I think it's like your your gamer virginity. I think, you, you, you know, know what? Kind of, yeah. You okay. just re- you what remember. What game took your G card? You were. Re- <laughs> <laughs> Gross. All right, so let's start here. Uh, the perpetual player said it would have to be Super Mario World. It was the first game I was exposed to at a very young age. I would watch my mom play every day, and it was even how I learned my first swear word. Thanks, Ma. What a great bonding <laughs> moment between mother and game. I think what your favorite Mario game is is instrumental in defining who you are. Well, as a it, it definitely tells you sort of what era you grew up in yes. as well. What was it for you? Super Mario Brothers three. Super Mario Brothers three. We know for this guy it was number two. Number two. You loser. Gross. The best of all the Mario you loser. Games. Mario two. Theo says Golden Sun one and two. The interplay of the Jin and the synergy system, plus the weapon howls on top of that puzzles and out of combat magics and an epic story. All right, I'm gonna have to stop here now for a minute. Uh. No, I, I played Golden... Oh, I'm thinking Golden Axe. Yeah, you are. That's why. I'm like, none of this was in Golden Sun. Golden Axe, we like ran around, you chose one of three. It was basically like the fantasy version of Streets of Rage. Yeah, it was awesome. It was. It was great. I yeah. played all three of them. Golden Sun was like an old RPG. They had little, like, they're called Jins that you could summon and stuff. Like, it's oh, a, it's a it Final Fantasy like, knockoff. It's the poor man's Final Fantasy. Going back to Golden Axe, which all character right. class would you always play as, Robbie? Uh, I was always the girl. You were always the girl? Yeah. I was always yeah. the warrior. Now that makes sense. Yep. Nika says, definitely the Ocarina of Time. That's Legend of Zelda. I played the crap out of that game and met one of my longtime best friends because we were both playing it and bonded over it. You know, that's one of the things that I've definitely seen as a commonality between a lot of these answers. They're either RPGs with deep stories that, like, drew people in or they're games that they played with, like, friends that, like, created this everlasting bond. I think it's, like, especially when you when you phrase the question as, uh, what was it, shaped who you Defined. were? Defined. Defined who you are as a gamer. It has to be a game that you, like, remember where you were sitting, the time of day, what kind of snacks you There's had. There's, like, a music, like like a song or something that yeah. maybe, you know, you, you, you connect with it. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's, it, like, that makes sense because an RPG, once you get sucked in for, like, 80 hours playing one thing, you kind of remember it. Steve says, Mega Man 3 was the first NES game I ever had, and there was musical nostalgia as well as taking turns playing with a neighbor friend. You know what's funny? I'm a Mega Man fan. I hate the early Mega Man games. They're so bad. I wouldn't say I hate them, but I just don't. Has anybody ever beaten them? Like the quality, the quality of life of playing <laughs> Mega Man games is no longer. You go through all nine of the the special guys, and mm-hmm. then you go through Doctor Wily's castle. Doctor Wily, his his castle is never ending. Blake says Super Mario Brothers three because it was full of secrets and built the foundation yes. for two D platformers that followed it. And another reason it remains memorable is that my sister 
accidentally reset my NES when I got to Bowser the first time, and I had to start the adventure all over again. But we still laugh about it to this day. Do you ever remember watching the movie uh, the, the Wizard? The Wizard. Yes. <laughs> I was going to mention that one too. I used to rent that from the video store. It wasn't even the video store. It was a gas station party store that also had a few like movies. That's... And I would make my parents rent that for me every weekend. And it's funny too, especially because like I think. As a gamer, if you played, you knew the warp whistle was there. Like, it wasn't a deep cut secret, but the way they did it in the movie was the, the most dramatic thing ever. Be like, he found he the found warp it. whistle! He found the whistle! Terry says, Final Fantasy Tactics. It unabashedly Ooh. told its own story and never held your hand or explained yourself. You either got it or you didn't. Tactics was say, so good. And it's it's so divisive within like the Final Fantasy fandom. You either love that game yes. or you hate it so much. And that could be one of the reasons for it. That's a good answer right there. Uh, Fishhead says kickball. Someone, someone asked him, are you trolling? And he goes, no, I was just well past childhood before I had video games at home. So fair enough. Kickball teaches some lessons too, I guess. It's not a very good defining video game. Though. Well, Larry, Metal Gear Solid it had love, action, drama, and the twist at the end. Ugh, movie magic in a video game. I wish I could just watch a uh, Metal Gear Solid movie. Like, I know it probably wouldn't make any sense. It's being made right now by someone who actually loves the games, so has a passion for it. So, you know, it might it might not be too far off. Like, I, it's... it's it, Metal Gear Solid is like junk food in that when I see it, I, I wish that I was eating it, but I wouldn't want to eat the entire package of it. I don't know if I could play through all the Metal Gear Solid games. That's fair. They're very deep and, like, weird and kind of stuff. But if I could watch, sit down and watch maybe one, two, three movies, I'd be into I'm that. I'm with you 100%. Yes. Jason says Dragon's Lair because it seemed impossible to have DVD-quality video games in the mid-1980s. We were immediately immersed in a world that was never this clear while being interactive before. Do you uh, know who made that game? No. Uh, Dom Bluth. Do you remember the guy that, like, the they he made All Dogs Go to Heaven, that movie? Or, like, The Pebble and the Penguin. Like, he wow. Made, yes. No he, way. Yes, and it's crazy. Like, so, he was the head animator or something? He was, like, the writer I on it. see the animation style being similar to those cartoons. Yeah, movies. well, he had his own studio. He was, like, the writer and creator. And then his studio partnered with another one to be able to make this game. I, it was, like, it was cool. It was an interactive little short movie, I feel like, more than anything else. All right, you're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. We love hanging out on some of these awesome stations that host us each week. We love you. The Fan Sports Radio 910 in Richmond, Virginia. ESPN Pittsburgh 970 WBGGAM in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And 97.1 The Fan in Cincinnati, Ohio. Thanks so much for being a part of the Checkpoint XP family. So let me pose the question to you guys then. What was the game that as a child you think like defined you or, or set you on the path to, you know, having this dream job of talking about games on the radio that you do today. James? For, for me, I would say the original Legend of Zelda, Ooh, which is kind of weird because I'm not so much one. of like an RPG guy now. But growing up, like, my friends were into sports games, so they'd play the sports games. But I could always go back to them and play like the Legend of Zelda by myself. So are you excited to play the HD remaster they made for the Switch? Absolutely. Yeah, that'd yeah. be a good one for yeah. you. All right. What about you, Weird Beard? Um, I think what set my tone of liking some comedy and games. Yeah. So what can we blame for your terrible taste in games? 
Earthworm Jim 2. Oh, yeah. I, Not even the original, the Earthworm sequel. Jim 2, you are kind of an oddball when it comes to picking your favorite games. Like, I mean, I could have gone for the, the off-the-wall. Like, there's a game done by Square called Brave Fencer Musashi, which oh. I thought was really good as well. Um, Final Fantasy 8 was another one, but I think... Of course it would be 8! The would worst be. one! But Earthworm Jim had, like, it just was a sense of humor that I found funny. Like, it had a lot of voice actors that later in life I realized... What about Boogerman? Exactly. Well, uh, I, I got down with it, but okay. I would say Earthworm Earthworm Jim was like the one on Sega Genesis that I played that I remember being like, boom, I like video games. Yeah, uh, obviously for me, Final Fantasy VII is one that I've talked about this, sh- this show a lot before. But I think another two other really defining ones for me during the uh, N64 era was uh, 007 GoldenEye nah. and Zelda the Ocarina of Time. Oh, I because forgot about GoldenEye. Those yeah. were the two games that I would play with my siblings. I had six sisters and a brother growing up, and we would all sit down, you know, around the couch and play. Obviously, GoldenEye was a multiplayer game, but yeah. we all play Zelda together. All of us around the couch taking turns. We'd, uh, you know, get on our bikes a- at the time because you know we didn't have internet or or computers in in uh, printers at the time. We'd ride up to the. Uh, uh, we were a poorer family. We would ride up to the public library and go in one at a time because there was a limit on how much you could print off, and we would print off like FAQs and walkthroughs. <laughs> In hints and secrets, and we had this Manila folder that looked like the Webster Miriam Dictionary. It was so thick. Did it cost ten cents a page? No. No, after that, you could do 10 pages and then you had to pay. Wow. So if we went in one at a time and we do that each day, you could walk out with hundreds of pages printed off our own strategy guides right at the tips of our fingers. Doesn't it sound funny that it was like a whole undercover operation like young Robbie said? Yeah, they had a system in place. Like, yeah. All right, listen, I'm going to tap my eye two yeah. times and yeah. then wink and then do a circle. And that means you're clear to be able to go back in. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to us on your radio station. I want to give a big thank you to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and producer Callie for helping put this episode together. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at CheckpointXP. We'll talk to you again next week. Stay healthy, stay safe, and don't let the coronavirus get you down.